Hey everybody, welcome to the Two Sides of a Coin podcast. My name is Nkozi, and this week we're going to be talking about some new movies, one that just came out during this week and one that will be coming out on the 12th. First movie we're going to talk about is the Guardians of the Galaxy version 3, or volume 3. We're going to talk about that trilogy and the whole Guardians of the Galaxy trilogy as a whole in terms of a microcosm. Also, we're going to talk about the new movie from Ben Affleck and Robert Rodriguez called Hypnotic and what kind of movie it is. So, let's get right into it. I remember when the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie came out and while it seems weird to say now, I remember when it first came out, it was actually considered a huge risk for Marvel. This was a series where it took place in space. It had none of the established characters from previous Marvel movies, and it had weird characters. There was a talking raccoon in the movie. There was a plant-like being who simply would say, I am Groot to everything everyone said no lines just i am groot and this was considered at the time a big swing for marvel it was considered a lot of ways one of the make or break things for marvel in that if it worked then marvel worked if it didn't work then marvel would have to kind of go back to the drawing board on some of those plans obviously It worked. It worked massively. So, Guardians of the Galaxy and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 were both massive successes. It propelled people's careers off of it with that movie. You know, it revitalized a little bit Vin Diesel's career, gave him another hit that wasn't related to Fast and Furious. It also helped bring Chris Pratt into the mainstream and it launched a couple of careers. One of those, of course, being the very famous WWE wrestler Dave Batista. It launched him into him being a full-time actor as he is now. So this movie, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, is heavily anticipated and for good reason it's had two really really good movies in a row and many people are wondering is there going to be a third one that's going to top it is it going to be one of those few trilogies where every single movie in the trilogy is a good movie that's very hard to pull off so let's dive into what guardians of the galaxy volume three is and what it isn't because there are gonna be some surprises here if you haven't seen any of the trailers or there are gonna be some major surprises if you have seen the trailers but no spoilers to the story so i think the first thing you would say about guardians of the galaxy volume three is that if you were just watching the trailers and if you think this is going to be a super fun movie because of the first Guardians of the Galaxy and the second Guardians of the Galaxy, then 
I have some very bad news for you. This is not like the first two Guardians of the Galaxy movies. This movie is like the best way to describe it is if you were to have ever been in therapy. If you've been in therapy and let's say you've had one of those really, really tough sessions where you're pouring your heart out, there might be tears, there might be a lot of down and sadness involved in your letting everything off of your chest. However, at the end of it, you'll feel lighter, you'll feel much easier, you'll feel like I got stuff off my chest and I can move on. That is what Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is in regards to this movie. This movie does not have the same amount of laughs and gags as the first two Guardians of the Galaxy. It doesn't start funny and it really doesn't end funny. To put it, for example, while in the previous Guardians of the Galaxy movies, they started out with, you know, some upbeat songs like Come and Get Your Love or, you know, Mr. Blue Sky. This song starts out with an acoustic version of the incredibly famous Radiohead song, Creep. This, and if you heard the song Creep, you know that's not an upbeat song. That is not one of those songs where you're having a lot of fun when you're listening to it. So it sets the tone very, very early that this is not like the previous Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Our Guardians are dealing with what's happened in the past couple of years. They are going through their own stuff. People aren't necessarily in the same situation that they were previously. And because of that, because people are dealing with sadness, dealing with pain, this could very easily become this downtrodden, super sad movie. And I will give it up to James Gunn. This movie could have very easily turned into something that it isn't. And instead, this movie, while it keeps a very somber note throughout the entirety of the movie, really, it never, it never goes too dark. So that way it will become something that kids can't enjoy. So to put it into perspective, when I watched this movie, the one movie that I was reminded of, weirdly enough, was a movie like The Goonies, where it had some dark moments, but it never really went to that super dark place that it could have. So I'll give huge credit to James Gunn about making this movie in a way that it is definitely darker, definitely much more somber. There are much less jokes than any of the other Guardians of the Galaxy movies, but it still has this kernel of lightheartedness that still takes you through the movie. You're going to be you're going to be feeling sad. However, you're also not going to get so sad that you're just uncontrollably sobbing in the theater.
but that doesn't mean you won't cry. And that's because this movie does go into the backstories of certain characters. Particularly, this movie goes really into the backstory of Bradley Cooper's character, Rocket Raccoon. So, you're going to find out a lot about it. And I know that's hinted in the trailer, so that isn't a spoiler. However, trust me when I say, it gets sad. Bring tissues, especially for some of those scenes, because just the acting, even with, you know, CGI for the most part, it comes across as so sad when you see it and it makes you understand rocket's character through the first two movies so much better and even in this movie it really does make you understand his character i will say every single one of the guardians has an amazing performance i can't point to one member of the guardians that has a bad performance you know chris pratt as star lord he comes across as a guy who he is still recovering from Infinity War. We know that Gamora came back after Endgame, but it's not his Gamora. It's a different Gamora. So he's still recovering from the fact that he lost the person he loved and this new person that comes back that looks exactly like the person he loved is not that same person. We see Gamora in this movie. Obviously, you see that in the trailers and Gamora is now dealing with these people who, in one hand, know her. Also, they don't know her. They are not the same people that she knew because this version of Gamora, if you remember from Endgame, does not know these people. She is like, you are strangers to me. And she's trying to find her way after Thanos has been killed. You also have Nebula, who has stepped up and really she is now a fully fledged member of the guardians of the galaxy and you're going to get some really solid moments with nebula she actually has one of the funnier moments in the movie i'm not going to spoil it but it is pretty funny uh you have palm clementov as mantis she as it's revealed early in the movie and if you saw the holiday special you already know this but if you did not see the guardians of the galaxy holiday special you know that mantis is also peter's half sister so her interactions with peter are very different than the rest of the cast because they do acknowledge that they are blood related and i do like how there is that these two people while they know each other and while they are family, they are not so close that it's unbelievable. However, they do have a closeness that I do enjoy in this movie because Peter does treat her like he is her half brother and she is his half sister. But there is still conflict there, but it's not so it's not such a big conflict that it really just comes off the screen and is not really, you know, palatable. You also have uh, Vin Diesel as Groot, and Groot is Groot. There, there really is no w other way to put it. Groot is Groot. I will say 
as with other movies with Groot, Groot does some cool things in regards to this movie. And if you if you love Groot before this movie, you're going to love Groot after this movie. He is still who he is. And that is all Groot will ever need to be. So big ups to Vin Diesel for keeping at least the soul of the character and never getting tired of saying, I am Groot. So big ups to that. Uh, Bradley Cooper as Rocket Raccoon, however, he he shines brighter than I think every single person in this movie playing Rocket, because Rocket has some real gut-wrenching moments in this movie, moments that will bring people to tears, I think, and it really does inform, as I said previously, of the character, so he is well and truly just going to push you into that place of if you did not like Rocket Raccoon, Rocket Raccoon before this, I think you will like him. If you loved him, you're going to love him even more. And you know, I just I don't want to reveal too much about what happens in this movie with Rocket, but trust when I believe trust and believe with me that Rocket has such a great, you know, just such a great through line throughout this entire movie that I don't want to ruin for you because it's that good. It really is that good. Also, just another standout performance, in my opinion, is Chukwudi Iwuji, who plays the High Evolutionary, and I really do apologize if I butchered that name. He is the villain in this movie, and he is absolutely not terrifying that's the thing he comes across as the reason he is so evil is because of his narcissism he truly doesn't care about life that's what makes him really different from like thanos where thanos you could kind of understand his his reasoning his why he did the things that he did and there are even people nowadays who will sympathize with Thanos who will say Thanos is right and all of these things. No one is going to sympathize with the high evolutionary. And if somebody does sympathize with the high evolutionary, you need to report that friend to the cops because he's a sociopath. And that is the high evolutionary. He is a he's a sociopath. He's a psychopath. He only cares about himself. He doesn't really care about anyone else. And I really loved how Chuck Woody came in there and he took command of that role. This could have came off as very jokey, very petulant, very insincere if it was taken by somebody who did not really read the source material or really didn't come across and get the real soul of that character. However, with the High Evolutionary... You truly get the feeling and the really just solid and sad point of fact that he just doesn't care. He doesn't care about anyone. He doesn't care about anything. He cares about himself. And that is what makes him so evil. Not that he cares about one thing. Not that he has principles or that he has morals or standards. He only cares about himself. 
And that's what makes the things that he does so truly horrific. So I can't say enough about how he comes across and how he just bulldozes through this movie and absolutely just gives everybody what they want, which is a villain to hate, to hate fully, deeply with your whole heart. That is high evolutionary. I don't think there's a single person that's going to come out of this movie and say, I would love to be the high evolutionary. I really don't. And if they do, like I said before, report them to the cops. So I think that is really, those are all really the, just all these performances are great. Also, I really love the music as with the first Guardians of the Galaxy and the second Guardians of the Galaxy. This movie really does steep themselves into music setting the tone every big fight scene every big you know climactic scene where you're going to see something or something emotional is going to happen it's either punctuated with either some good music from the 80s or the 90s or even the 2000s or it's punctuated with the guardian's theme or pure silence this the audio design in this movie is amazing and i cannot say enough about how good this is in terms of just listening from it because every audio cue that you hear informs on the scene and it informs on the scene in just the right way nothing comes across as insincere because of it another great thing we need to talk about that I haven't really talked about enough is if this is the level of movie that James Gunn can give, if this is the dark movie that James Gunn can bring to the table, then DC is in great hands. DC is in great hands. And I'm really looking forward to the next movie that he makes, even with Superman, because this showed me that you can make dark and not sad. You could make something that is optimistic, even though it comes from a place of not happy emotions, but just moving through things, just finally coming to peace with yourself. He showed me that he could do that, and I really appreciate that he could do that with these characters. So I'm intrigued even more to see where he takes the DC characters as he's given all these Marvel characters an amazing send-off in this universe. So I can't just gush on the good. I do have to talk about the bad. And I wouldn't say it's bad, but I would say it's disappointing. So there is one character in this movie that I did find a little disappointing and that is uh will poulter's character the guy who plays adam warlock so if you've known who adam warlock is either from the comics or even if you've played the last guardians of the galaxy video game the massive one that came out you have an idea who adam warlock is adam warlock is a guy who is very very powerful and also 
he has a very interesting rhyming scheme so when he talks he's mostly rhyming he is mostly saying everything in verse and rhyme like a shakespearean play that is not this adam warlock this this adam warlock i don't think there's any other right way to say it he's a dummy he's he's a dummy it's not bad that he's a dummy he is however a dummy he is not the way he's portrayed and they do explain why he isn't in the movie however i do wish they would have really tried to keep to that character i wish they would have made that character much more like his comic book origins much more like the origins that he has even in the video game he doesn't need to be all-knowing and all-powerful as he is in those two mediums however you wish that they would have kept more of the spirit of that character and the fact that they didn't it didn't take away from the movie i think if you don't know who adam warlock is and this is the only version you know adam warlock to be i think you're gonna enjoy it just as much i still enjoyed this movie an incredible amount it was just i know what that character is and to see him act so differently was very jarring throughout this movie so that's just that's just my opinion on it and i know that there will be some people who will just say i still loved the lovable doofus of adam warlock it just it did not work for me so in regards to this movie my final thoughts are this this movie is the epitome of saying healing is a journey not a destination you know it trades all of the laughs from the previous two movies for a lot of heart and self-reflection that never comes across as going past the rubicon into being this truly sad movie because it still has that optimism and that hope inside of it so if you bring tissues and you're open to that experience i think you're going to have a great time and in my opinion this is a high fine dining experience it's almost close to being that amazing great movie i just when you take adam warlock a character who is very recognizable and marvel's done a lot to make very recognizable characters act like the soul of their character in regards to these movies and when they just mess with the soul of that one character that much it just doesn't leave a good taste in my mouth this is still an amazing movie and i think everybody should see it because personally i think this movie elevates the guardians of the galaxy trilogy i think it stands on amazing ground because in regards to the marvel movies they have several trilogies you have the thor trilogy you have the captain america trilogy you have the guardians trilogy you even have the iron man trilogy and in my opinion with the guardians of the galaxy volume 3 this vaults over even the captain america trilogy as the best trilogy of movies 
that Marvel has come out with in the MCU. It also makes it, in my opinion, in the conversation for some of the best trilogy of movies that have come out in movie history. I really, really like this movie that much. And it's just so cohesive. And all three movies are just so good that the second movie is, in my opinion, the worst, but it's still a really, really, really good movie. So, as I said, I just, I really love this movie. I think you should really go out and see it. I think the box office is going to be high. When I walked out of that movie theater, while there weren't a lot of, like, yays and hooting and hollerings i did not see a single unhappy face walking out of the movie theater where i'm at in new york so as i said this is a fine dining experience a high fine dining experience this movie is excellent you should definitely go see it and i would love to hear what you have to say about guardians of the galaxy volume three did you love it as much as I did? Did you love it even more than I did? And please just leave your comments, anything, and I'd love to hear from you guys. So let's go into our next movie, the Ben Affleck, Robert Rodriguez movie, Hypnotic. So movies that have surprises or twists in them are really hard to pull off and the reason why they're hard to pull off is because you have to make a movie that has enough twists that the audience doesn't catch on immediately people want to be surprised if they're going to a movie that has twists in it and makes it very open that there are twists in it mysteries thrillers these are all movies where you're supposed to be trying to figure it out along with the movie so that way, once it comes to the end and the final piece is revealed, you're either left shocked because you didn't figure it out or you're not shocked because you figured it out beforehand and you're enjoying being right. So to go into hypnotic, I would say that's the big thing you need to keep aware of. This is a movie about trying to surprise people. If you want to think of movies like that, think about The Sixth Sense with M. Night Shyamalan. Those kinds of movies. This is what this movie is. So, in this movie, Hypnotic, you have Ben Affleck, who plays a cop who recently lost his daughter. And he finds, during an investigation, a piece of evidence that hints to his daughter. So... He is out on this mystery to try and figure out what happened with his daughter. Because he doesn't know what happened with his daughter. So, first things right off the bat, this movie, the acting is solid. You have Ben Affleck, you have Alice Braga, you have J.D. Pardo, who... I will mention this about J.D. Pardo, it's weird to see him in this movie because this is... One of the first things I've seen him where he doesn't have a motorcycle. Because if you don't know J.D. Pardo, he is the lead character for the excellent FX show, Mayans MC. So, it's nice to see him in this role. 
he plays a cop in this so he comes across very well you also have William Fitchner who comes in and he's playing the main bad guy and the thing about William Fitchner he's been in the game for years he's had so many movies that you might recognize him for like The Neighbor, Hot Summer Nights he's also been in TV shows like The Big Bang uh, he is also been in a movie that I'm just remembering off the top of my head uh, he was in Heat and also in Armageddon he played one of the colonels in the movie so this guy has been in the game for years and he gives a solid menacing performance where he is just not the guy you want to mess with and I really do enjoy him in this movie also the thing I enjoy is a lot of this movie centers around Ben Affleck and Alison Braga and those two definitely have chemistry you can tell when they are on screen they look like there is just a very good working relationship between them and since this movie really revolves around them it plays to its strengths so as long as one or both of them are on screen this movie is working and for the real benefit of the movie there really is never a scene where one of them is not on screen also i like in this movie is that like i said this is a movie with twists this is a thriller so the twist in this movie up to a certain extent feel appropriate it feels very much like it doesn't come out of nowhere because if a twist just comes out of nowhere comes out of left field something that there was no way that you could have expected it definitely hurts the movie so every single twist in this movie for the most part feels really well set up it feels like they are absolutely moving in a way that you can follow along where a goes to b goes to c in a very linear movement and you don't just have a and b and then k suddenly comes out of nowhere and then it goes to c so that is a very big benefit to this movie also the big twist at the end because of course this movie is going to have a big twist at the end i think is pretty well set up i liked it i thought it worked really well and i didn't see anybody in the movie theater doubt when the big twist came up so i really did like that about this movie so that's that's the good the bad comes in in that while i said all twists are straightforward you can have something be a little too straightforward i felt like i was a step ahead of this movie at almost every single turn and maybe that's just because i watch a lot of movies and i know a lot of twists so that may not be a huge detriment but i do think if you are a movie and you are building yourself off of it being this twist ending i think you shouldn't be able to think all the scenarios and just simply cycle through them in rapid order in order to get what the big twist is at the end i would have liked a little bit more misdirect but that's that's just me i 
do, though, have a much bigger problem with this movie. And that is, in this movie, with one of their key plot points, they reveal a MacGuffin. And this MacGuffin is supposed to be very powerful. And you believe that in the movie. It makes perfect sense. However, I feel like they break their own rules in regards to this movie, which is a cardinal sin in any of these thriller movies. When you set up rules in your movies, you have to follow those rules. Even if it gets in the way of story, if it doesn't get in the way of story, then you know what? Change the rules. However, if you are going to set up rules in regards to your story, it does not look great when you break those rules just to sell a different twist, just to give something else at the end of the movie because i would have been fine if they would have not sold that twist but there's one twist at the end of the movie that i didn't love because it broke the rules of the movie it didn't make sense for it to break the rules of the movie but it did and i have to take some points off because if you're going to break the rules of your own movie you can't get a very high rating so at the end of the day, this movie is a by the numbers thriller. It's not amazing, but it's definitely not bad. It is a home cooked meal. So I'll give big props to Robert Rodriguez because I think he's one of the few directors out there that can give you a thriller, a horror movie and just kids movies from his catalog. I mean, this is the same guy that made, you know, Planet Terror and also Spy Kids. So I really have to give it to him. He knows he can make different genres. And this is another example of him making a different genre movie and making it well. So big props to him. I just, if they hadn't have broken their own rules, I think this movie would have been a lot better at the end. However, I do have to take points off because you shouldn't break your own rules. You set them, don't break them, but I, yeah, I just, I can't get past that. So this movie is a medium home-cooked meal. It's a nice movie. I think you should see it. If you had to choose between the new Guardians of the Galaxy movie and this movie, choose the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. However... If you can see another movie during that week, go see Hypnotic. I think you're going to have a fun time, especially if you like thrillers. So if you disagree, if you have a different opinion about it, please leave a comment. I would love to hear from you guys or send me an email. And I would love to hear from you guys about your opinion about the movie or anything else. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. If you want to reach out to me, you can find me in several places. You can contact me on Twitter at Two Sides Coin. You can find us on Instagram at Two Sides of a Coin. That's T W O S I D E Z of a Coin, all one word. You can email us at Two Sides Podcast at gmail.com. And you can listen to the podcast on Podbean, on Spotify, and also on Apple Podcasts. So we hope to really hear from you guys 
I love to hear and discuss anything you guys want to talk about, and we'll talk to you later.